Welcome back to another episode of the U.S. History Time Capsule, where we dive into famous historic events. Today, we are going to be discussing the Freedom Rides of 1961. To begin with, what were the Freedom Rides of 1961? Well, Emma, Freedom Rides were bus trips around the American South to protest segregated bus terminals. The Freedom Rides tried to use the whites-only bathrooms and lunch counters at the bus stations. These Freedom Riders faced arresting officers and violence from white protesters. Their goal was to call attention to the Civil Rights Movement. Now that we know the basis of what the Freedom Rides were, let's get into the timeline. The 1961 Freedom Rides were organized by the Congress of Racially Colored, otherwise known as CORE. The 1946 U.S. Supreme Court Morgan v. Virginia decision that found the segregated bus seating as unconstitutional and the 1960 U.S. Supreme Court Boynton v. Virginia decision that segregation of interstate transportation facilities, including bus terminals, was unconstitutional as well, were ignored. The Freedom Riders supported these decisions and were representing their support through the Freedom Rides. The 1947 journey of reconciliation was similar to the 1961 Freedom Rides. However, the difference between the two was the inclusion of women in their later initiative of the Freedom Rides. In both of these actions, they traveled to the Jim Crow South, where segregation continued, and they tried to use whites-only restrooms, counters, and waiting rooms. The original group of Freedom Riders was a group of 13 people consisting of seven African Americans and six whites. They left Washington, D.C. on May 4, 1961, and their plan was to go to New Orleans, Louisiana, to honor the seventh anniversary of the Supreme Court's Brown versus Board of Education decision, which ruled that segregation in public schools was unconstitutional. They drew very little attention. Then on May 12th in Rock Hill, South Carolina, they had their first violent incident. John Lewis was violently attacked along with an African-American freedom rider as they tried to enter a whites only waiting area. John Lewis was one of the original freedom riders who actually just recently passed away. This goes to show how recent these events were, and if you would like to learn more about John Lewis and his life story, make sure to check out History Maniac's most recent podcast episode. Just two days after the Rock Hill incident, there was another. On May 14, 1961, the Freedom Riders arrived in Anniston, Alabama, and an angry mob of 200 white people were waiting for them at the bus stop. Apparently, the Anniston local authorities had given permission to the Ku Klux Klan to strike against the Freedom Riders without fear of arrest. The bus continued past the stop, and the mob followed them in their automobiles. Once the bus's tires blew out, someone from the mob threw a bomb into the bus. Thankfully, the Freedom Riders escaped the bus as it burst into flames. However, the mob actually beat them, brutally beat them, once they got out of the bus. Another bus of Freedom Riders was also beaten by an angry white mob at the stop in Birmingham, Alabama. The mob waited for them with metal pipes. Safety Commissioner Bull Connor said that although he knew the white angry mobs were waiting for the Freedom Riders with weapons, he didn't contact authorities or provide them with any protection because it was Mother's Day. The photos of this incident then spread and the Freedom Rides drew attention to the race relations in the U.S. after this incident. The Freedom Riders couldn't find a bus driver to drive them because of all the violence that was going around. As a result, there was a new group of Freedom Riders formed. President John F. Kennedy's brother, Robert F. Kennedy, negotiated with the governor of Alabama to get the new Freedom Riders protection and secure them a new bus driver. Once the Freedom Rides started up again, the violence still continued. The day they started back up, the guards that were supposed to protect them left them before arriving at the stop were another angry mob waiting for them. The following night, MLK led a service at a church and a riot broke out outside of the church. MLK then called Robert Kennedy to get them protection. 
Martin Luther King Jr. publicly supported the rioters, but did not participate in the campaign. The U.S. Attorney General Kennedy then urged a cooling off period for the Freedom Riders, given the violence. In the fall of 1961, under pressure from the Kennedy administration, the Interstate Commerce Commission issued regulation prohibiting segregation in interstate transit terminals. The order, which was issued on September 22nd and went into effect on November 1st, led to the removal of Jim Crow signs from stations, waiting rooms, water fountains, and restrooms in bus terminals. Then, three years later, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 ended segregation in public spaces across the United States. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in next time to learn about another historic event.